right, we're back. Welcome to the third installment in this series on Arminianism and Calvinism. Arminianism and Calvinism are two different theological positions that Christians have been debating for a long time, uh, specifically regarding the, uh, the sovereignty of God and salvation, how people come to faith in Christ. Um, in summary, Calvinism uh, believes that says that God irresistibly saves people, that we are born dead in sin, and that we come to faith in God by the gift of faith, by God awakening us, making us alive. Um, many have said irresistibly, and, and what they mean by irresistib- irresistibly or irresistible grace um, is that God overcomes our resistance to it. Not that we don't resist, but that he overcomes our resistance, gives us faith, awakens us from the dead. Arminians also believe that we are saved by Christ alone, through faith alone, by grace alone, to God's glory alone. We agree there. However, where we disagree and where the rubber meets the uh, road, the disagreement road, if you will, is that Armenians believe that God's grace awakens all people to the point of being able being able to freely choose whether or not to believe in Jesus. And this choice is no doubt, they would say, assisted by grace. And in some sense, um, uh, and in some sense, it's all the results and work of grace, what we talked about in the last episode. But it's absolutely not a choice God makes for us. In some sense, he leaves that choice to us to make, uh, to believe in him or not. And so we must choose Jesus, according to Arminian theology, on our own. Uh, in our state of being freed by prevenient grace. And if and if that was confusing or didn't make sense, uh, I, I would go back, uh, listen to the last episode. Now, with that being said, where we turned in the last uh, uh, episode is that there are two dilemmas that Arminian theology finds with the Calvinist position. And this is explained by Dr. Roger Olson, uh, in his book that I'm using a lot throughout the series. In his book, uh, Arminian Theology, Dr. Olson argues that Arminians reject the Calvinist understanding of irresistible grace because, quote, it violates the character of God and the nature of a personal relationship, end quote. It violates the character of God because it means that God has chosen to not save all people. So, uh, Dr. Olson says that this is a huge problem for Calvinist theology because the fact that God has not chosen to save all people violates his character, and it violates the nature of being able to have a personal relationship with him. Um, It violates the nature of a personal relationship because love for God is not, quote, genuine if God makes that choice for us. So if, if God is, in one sense, ultimately choosing if we will believe in him or not, there's no way that that's a real, personal, loving relationship. Now, I want to solve these two dilemmas by pointing to Arminianism's own theological positions, and I want to raise the exact same dilemmas. Um, my answers to their dilemmas revolve around the Arminian's understanding of prevenient grace. Again, prevenient grace being the linchpin for their understanding of salvation and how salvation comes about. So uh, in this episode, I'm going to address the first objection that Calvinism violates the character of God. Arminianism says that Calvinism violates the character of God as a God of love. And it does so because he chooses to save some 
and not others. He chooses to have mercy on some and not others. So Olson repeatedly raises the question that, quote, if God saves unconditionally and irresistibly, why doesn't he save all, end quote? If God is going to save some, why does he not save all, is what he's saying. The fact that all are not saved means, quote, the character of God is love showing itself in mercy is at stake. So um, if God doesn't save all people, Dr. Olson is saying, if he doesn't save all people, then he doesn't seem to be a God of love and mercy. Again, quote, furthermore, if God selects some to be saved unconditionally and irresistibly, why doesn't he choose all, end quote? The dilemma posed is that if God single-handedly saves some, he morally should save all. He should save all. Again, quote, but most importantly, if God solely determines salvation and does not save everyone, God's goodness is simply inexplicable and therefore debatable. God then becomes morally ambiguous. Dr. Olson continues, that is the Arminian problem with Calvinism. It is a problem Arminians cannot live with, end quote. So to that dilemma, I'll respond by saying that Arminians do in fact live with that, quote, problem. They do live with that problem, the problem just uh, stated. So let me just make two points in response. First, God is not obligated to save even a single person. The premise that it's unloving or immoral for God to solely determine salvation for some but not all seems like a moral standard created by Arminianism. I, I don't know where that standard comes from that if God is willing to single-handedly save one person, he must, he is obligated to save all people. Uh, the fact that God has mercy on anyone is a marvel to wonder at. If, if, we, if God were to only save one person, by grace and mercy. That's something to marvel at. If you and I were in charge, I am confident that far fewer would be saved. <laughs> if you and I were in charge of salvation, I am confident that far fewer would be saved. Yet we find that God has saved and will save countless sinners, countless who deserve nothing but damnation. He is gracious and merciful beyond our wildest dreams. To the question, why doesn't God save everyone? I I respond with, why in the world has God saved anyone? I mean, really, think about that. Can you answer that? Why would God save such a dirty sinner like myself or like yourself? The Bible's answer, grace, because of grace, because of mercy. So I do not know why God has mercy on some, but not all. Why he brings some to faith, but not every single person to faith. Um, but I know that that very reality highlights the very definition of mercy, that mercy is not deserved. Mercy is not deserved. God has mercy on whom he has mercy. He gives grace to whom he, he, he gives grace. So that's my first answer to the dilemma that, that I don't see that standard in scripture, that if God is going to have mercy on one person, he must have mercy on everyone. Now, secondly, I want to answer this dilemma by pointing out that Arminians, too, have this problem of answering why God does not save everyone, and they are currently living with that problem. In fact, I think it's a much bigger problem for them. So according to Arminianism, God is not willing to save single-handedly a single person, though he could. According to Arminianism, God could save everyone single-handedly, but he's not willing to save even a single person single-handedly. 
at least in Calvinism, he is willing to single-handedly save a lot of people. So to Arminians, I ask, why isn't God willing to single-handedly save a single person, according to Arminian theology? That seems like a much bigger problem. If the issue at stake is showing that God is a God of love and mercy, to say that God is not willing to single-handedly save a single person doesn't seem to help the argument that he's a God of love and mercy, if you follow me. It seems like Arminian theology has that problem in a much bigger way. So in response to my response, I know Arminianism responds by saying that God is not willing to single-handedly save anyone because he wants to preserve, quote, genuine love that is on the basis of a free choice. I know that Arminianism responds and says, well, you don't understand if God were to single-handedly save anyone like you say, Colin, then now he's violating this personal relationship of love that's based on free choice. I know that that's how they respond. And so in the next episode, I'm going to turn to that dilemma. So until then, thanks for listening.